God, it's in this place today that we just stand in awe of who you are. God, I pray that in our hearts and in our minds today, that it would not be about us, but it would be about you. That your Holy Spirit would be prodding in every single one of us, drawing us to yourself, showing us how much you are in love with us. You're madly in love with us. God, I pray that if there's anyone in this room today that we're just coming in a little defeated, a little beat up, that God, we would lay that at your feet today. That you would heal us. That you would take away the burden, that you would take away the pain. God, you'd begin to give us your spirit and who you are. That you'd begin to speak life, not death. God, I pray in this place, our hearts are drawn closer to you. Would you continue to move in us? And as we open up your scripture... Would you show us how much you delight in us? And I pray that in this place we could just abide with you. That we could just be with you. We stand in in faith today and we ask that you would move in our lives personally in magnificent ways this morning. God, would you show us who you are? Before we sit down, church, would you just take a couple moments and just surrender? Say, God, here I am. Do whatever you want with my life today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, team, for leading us. That's awesome. Thank you for the worship here. I agree. I think we have some incredible, fabulous worship. Uh, There's nothing better than to bring the church together and to sing praises about who God is and what he's done in our life. Uh, Welcome to Church Project. If you've never been here before, uh, we have Bibles on both sides of the lamps. Yes, we're going to open the Bible. How incredible is that? And um, it's important for you to have a Bible. So if you do not have a Bible, you can raise your hand or or go get one. If you do not own a Bible, uh, this is our gift to you. Uh, We want you to take this home. We believe that the, the Bible is without error and God speaks through it to us and begins to show us who he is. And so that's our gift to you. And we hope that church at large, we're opening the Bible. We're finding the richness of the Bible coming off the pages as we spend time with God, our maker. Well, uh, if you have been with us for a while, you know that last week was a pretty incredible week. We finished going through the book of Luke, and uh, this is what we do here. We open up a book, and we begin to go through it. Well, successfully for the book of Luke, we finished it last week, and it was our 84th message in the book of Luke. Can you believe that? I did the math. I'm sorry, I, I had to do the math. If that was just me speaking for 30 minutes a message, which you know I, I go a little longer than that, uh, then you listened to me talk for two days straight. That's ridiculous. We need to, I don't know, I don't, that, that's, that's crazy. We took our time through it, 
But as I was going through Luke and kind of re-going through some of my notes and stuff, and I actually listened to a couple of the old podcasts, God grew our church through the book of Luke. I mean, he, he grew us in a lot of ways, even numerically. I mean, he, he grew us. He grew me as, as I got to open and read and study. And, and I, I, you know, I wish that every single one of us had to prepare for a message every week because then you would have to open up the word and wrestle with it, and it would come alive in you. So church, I'm, I'm so incredibly honored to be able to stand up here today to open his word, even if it looks like a lot like an iPad to me or a cell phone, but this word comes alive. The Bible promises that when we, we, we give the word, it does not come back empty. And I believe today that God has incredible things for each and every one of us. I want to start today and, and just say that, you know, we're not entering a book yet. This is kind of a freestanding uh, weekend, and we're going to talk a little bit about different verses, and it's Mother's Day. Uh, here next week, we're going to begin the book of either Ephesians or Rome. Romans, sorry. Now there's a little confusion. We'll see. We'll see which one we're going to go into next week, Ephesians or Romans. So here, just read both of them so you're kind of prepared, all right? But today I want to talk about Mother's Day just a little bit. Mother's Day is a wonderful day for some of us. And I say thank you, mothers. For some of us, it's a very difficult day. You know, it's, it's a day that maybe reminds us of death or estranged relationships or sickness or deep pain. Today, we want to honor you mothers, and we want to mourn with those of us who are, that were actually scared to come to church today because you didn't want to be filled with more pain and more remembrance about what this day just does not mean to you. So mothers that celebrate today, we clap. Mothers that are mourning today, we mourn with you. And I believe God gave us a message that here's the good news today. You're not going to get beat up today. You're going to be given the word of God today. Today is more about life than it is about death. God is the master of bringing dead things to life. And so if today is a day that's full of pain for you, I say God is a master of bringing this day back to life to you. He redeems this day for you. God has given all of us, every single one of us in this room, he has birthed something in us. He has given us incredible talents, abilities, and skills. He has placed greatness in each and every one of us. Here's the truth. His favor is alive in our life. If we call Jesus our Lord and Savior, his favor is alive in our life. And we are pregnant with greatness. So regardless of what today means to you in the flesh, may today be a spiritual reminder of a deep, deep truth that God has greatness in store and we are walking in his greatness today. His favor is falling on each and every one of us when we call him our Lord and Savior and that's good news. So today, if you would, we're going to be jumping around to different verses in the Bible. Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 and 2 is the first place that we're going. We'll do an old school Bible drill. Ready? Everyone hold your Bible. Isaiah. Now, did you ever do that? Anyone ever do that? I always got second in the Bible drill. It wasn't fun. 
until my friend was sick. Then I got first one year. It was great. So Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 and 2. I'll give you a second to go there. If not, I'll read it for us anyways. Here's Isaiah chapter 61 and 2. Very fitting. Says this. The first word says this. Arise. (laughs) Do you like that word? Arise. I love that word. And let's read it. Arise. Shine. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the people's. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. This is good news. Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 and 2. This is beautiful news. Some of you came to church today unexpected. You came in, and you're like, I'm just going to do the church thing today. I'm coming in a little unexpected. I don't actually expect that God's going to show up and change my life this morning with his words. Like, I'm just coming to church today, and I want to say, can you rearrange that? Can you begin to think and pray right now where you sit that the Holy Spirit would show up? Expect him to show up in your life and show you his glory and show you his greatness. This isn't church as normal. So if you came unexpected... Here's what you probably should do. Scoot up in your chair. Listen up. Because God has got an incredible word that he wants to pour out on you today. God has a message for you today. Will you receive it? As I look at Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 2, you come to a word at the very end, and it says, and his glory. I had to pause on that. I had to think on that. I had to pray on that and study on that. And when I looked in the Greek of this word, it's kabod. And the glory means heaviness. And so, and his glory, his heaviness will be seen upon you, heavy with favor. His favor will be seen in your life because he's overcome death. He speaks life into dead places. And as Christians, his heavy favor is on our life. We are weighted down with God's greatness. Are you hearing this today? Some of you, your faces don't look like you're hearing this message. Like, this is such a beautiful message. Tell your face the message because it's beautiful. His heavy weight of his favor is upon you. God loves you. What God brings to life is tenfold beyond what we could even ask or imagine or think. That's Ephesians 3.20. When God brings things to life, he brings it fully alive in us. He has greatness in store for each and every one of us that we couldn't even think, imagine, ask. Like, it is there. God loves us. Reminds me of Psalms 5, verses 12. We're going to go through a lot of verses today. Is that okay? I don't care. We're doing it anyways. Psalms 5, verse 12 says, For you bless the righteous, O Lord, you cover him with favor As with a shield. God's favor is on your life. He loves you. He's moving through you as his child, as his son, as his daughter, as heirs of royalty. He is moving in you. Don't walk around timid and insecure. And some of us, we walk around timid and insecure. No, in fact, this is what we do. Church, we walk expecting God to move through our life. 
saying, God, here's my life. Use it for whatever you will. Don't be heavy with the burdens of stress and doubt, but be heavy with his favor on your life. Shake off the doubt and walk in who you are. You are a child of a king. This is a beautiful message today. I just know this. Some of us, we may be in situations where all the odds are against us today. The cards are stacked up against us today. The reports just don't look that good. God wants you to see something that you've never seen. He wants you to experience things that you've never experienced. He wants you to know today how madly in love he is with you. And then his favor is on your life. So when the world is trying to beat you up, you can stand and say, I'm a child of a king. Is this an elementary message or what? Like you hear this in kindergarten, but we forget it somewhere along the way, don't we? By maybe some of the things that that we fail at or we didn't achieve or we didn't do right. And so we begin to forget this message that God is madly in love with you. Some of us, we need to scoot up in our chair and listen to this message today. Okay, I know we're out of Luke, but I just got to go back there. I'm sorry, I got to go back there. I just can't leave it behind that quick. And I I want to just give you a a a little glimpse of what I saw this week in Luke, okay? If you open up Luke chapter one, you don't really actually need to, but you can. At the beginning of Luke chapter one, we see this average Mary, right? In verse 30, and it says that the favor is on this average Mary. The Lord is upon you. We see that. So we have this average person. Raise your hand if you're average. Okay, some of you, you're superheroes. All right. I love it. We see an average woman, and, and God's favor is upon her. And then we get to Luke chapter 1, verses 41 through 45, and it says, and later on in that chapter, it says, And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud voice, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Verse 43, and why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And in verse 45, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. What did this average Mary do? This average Mary was living and walking through life and the favor of God came upon her. And what did she do? In in verse 45, she believed that it would be fulfilled in her life. I wonder how many of us and I wonder how many mind-blowing blessings are not being lived out in our life because we choose not to walk in them or choose not to accept them or choose not to dream them or ask for them or choose not to believe that the, that the word that God gave us is actually going to come true. Mary had the favor of the Lord upon her. and She believed it. It wasn't just coincidence. It wasn't just something that happened. She said, I receive that. I accept that. I believe you, God. I believe the word that you've given me for my life. Huh? Luke chapter 1. Hello, Mary. 
you are highly favored. Amen. Hello, Jeremy and Brittany, you are highly favored. The Lord is pouring his favor on all of us. Hello, Mike, you are highly favored. Should we go around the room? Should we continue like this? Hello, church project, you are a highly favored people. Hello, Perman family, you are highly favored. Now, do we believe this, and do we accept this, and do we walk in this, and do we receive this, the word of God in our life? Mary did. And do we do this in our life? We are highly favored. In fact, I say, hello, Perman, you are highly favored. You're double favored. You're double favored. And even on today, you're double favored. If you think of the story of Elijah in the Bible, what happened? Elijah says, I'm going to give you a double anointing to Elijah. I always say it wrong and backwards. And says, I will give you a double anointing. And in a very real way, we see the Permans right here with the physical representation of a double blessing and anointing in their life. Highly favored. Second Kings 2.9, and let's read it, says this. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elijah, Ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, Please let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. <laughs> Life is too short to waste our valuable time in doubt and fear. Church, are you hearing this? Life is too short to waste our valuable time on doubt and fear. Listening to the critic who's not even in the game. Thank you, Teddy Roosevelt. Look up that quote. (laughs) Believe who God says you are. Believe what God says you will do. It is not coincidence that God is moving in your life. It's the favor of God. Now I ask, church, are we boldly going to take a step and dream what God has placed in us and walk in that and receive that? And believe that. Now I ask why? Why, do, why. why would we do this? Why would we accept these incredible things that God has given us? Well, here's three reasons that I can think why we would accept what God has given us and walk in the greatness that he's poured on our life. Here's three of them. It's for you because you're going to enjoy life a whole lot more when you're moving the way that God has intended you to move. I don't know about you, but I love listening to everyone up here and the musicians, and I love just seeing how they move in their giftings that God has created in them. And here's a surprise. Every single one of us, God has created in you the very same thing. Maybe not in the musicians. (laughs) No, definitely not. But he's given us his favor and he's given us our giftings. And when you come alive in that, it's for you. And you know what else? It's for others. Because as I sit here and I listen and watch and I worship with our band, I start coming alive and they start giving me permission to dream and to chase after the things of God and say, God, I accept what you have in my life. So it's for you and it's for others. But most importantly, it's for God and his glory. When others see God in you, they want more of it. When they see you alive and being who God's created you to be, they want more of it. It's contagious, and they want more of it. 2 Kings 13, 20 through 21. Here's the last section of Scripture we're going to do today. 2 Kings 13, 20 through 21. So Elijah died. They buried him. And I've been in this passage a lot the last couple of weeks, and our worship band even sang about this one. 
Now bands of the Moabites used to invade the land in the spring of the year. And in verse 21, and as a man was being buried, behold, a, a, a band of people was seen, and the man was thrown into the grave of Elijah. You get this? Elijah's dead, he's in a grave, and they throw a dead man into the grave, and what happens? He revived and he stood on the feet, on his feet, simply because his body touched the bones of Elijah, who was a man of God, a prophet that God had used his entire life, but now he's dead, and simply the dead man falling on those bones revived the dead man. Do you see what's happening right here? God has put us in Greeley. And God has put us in our workplaces and spaces that we go. Why? So that we would be a physical representation to the world at large of how much he loves them, how much he wants to bring dead things alive. And as we come in contact with people, the word of God is alive in our life and death is destroyed. It pushes back the gates of hell because we represent a living king. Woo! Dreams are coming to pass. In our lives right now, our greatest days are ahead. Why? Because God is not through with us. He is moving in us. Expect God to do extraordinary things in your life. And get ready for the movement. And get ready for the continued favor of God in your life. And church, do we accept this and do we believe this in our life? Or are we just too politically correct and that's a little too weird? We're going to miss greatness if we believe that. He's got so much more for us. Let's forget about the location and the vocation that we're in, where we go our day in and day out, and let's start focused on the new creation that we are. I'm going to say that one again because that one's good. Forget about the location and the vocation and focus on the new creation. It's not about what we're doing. It's about who we are. Would you wake up tomorrow and spend time with the living king and let that ooze wherever you go? It's about the new creation in us. Thank you, Brittany. God's words are words of life. Life reproduces life. I sure hope my flowers live past this dead snow. But life reproduces life. And when we speak words of truth in the Bible into dead places, what does it do? It brings it to life. Is God calling you into something? And if he is, it will bear life. Do you believe it? Do you accept it? And do you receive it in your life? Here's the cool news. I don't like to fail. Anyone like to fail? I don't know. I fail a lot, so I should be getting used to it. Here's the good news, though. Risk, risk only exists on this side of eternity. Risk only exists on this side of eternity. There is no risk in the economy of Christ. He says, I'm speaking words, and they're true, in game, done. And if God is speaking words to you in your life, there is no risk. Move forward. Believe, accept, trust, and go. Huh. If you do not live what you believe, church, if we do not live what we believe, then we will begin to believe however we're living. And so let's not let the life that we live affect what we believe. No, let's let what we believe affect the way that we live. And I believe in the living God. I believe in a word that's active. I believe in the favor of God that's on each and every one of us. And may we stand on that belief and may it affect our life as we move forward. 
I've seen God do incredible miracles. I haven't seen dead people raised. I'm not saying he can't. He could. I haven't seen it with my eyes. I hope I do one day. But just because I haven't seen it doesn't mean he can't do it. God, may my belief move the way that I live. I have seen some pretty cool miracles in my life, though. Some pretty cool ones. And I give God credit in every single one of them. Here's one. I was enrolled to go to a a college in Pueblo, but I really wanted to go to a college in in Virginia. Didn't look like it was going to happen. A lot of money was needed for this college in Virginia, and homie don't got that. (laughs) So I enrolled in Pueblo. I got roommates, an apartment, the whole works. Four weeks before I go, I get a call randomly from a school I hadn't talked to in six months, but deep down I kind of wanted to go to, and it looked a little bit something like this. Hey, you got a three-fourths ride scholarship because some rich dead guy wants you to. Amen. A move of God, a favor of God in my life. Did I deserve it? Absolutely not. Did God just smile on me and say, I'm taking you to Virginia? Absolutely. Pretty cool miracle. Let's fast forward in my life. I wasted that scholarship. <laughs> dropped, dro- dropped out, started a rock and roll band. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, man. I- Sorry, Lord. (laughs) But I knew from a young age, because of a youth pastor of mine who sits in this room, thank you, Jerry, that God had called me to be a youth pastor. He had called me to work in youth. I knew from a young age. Maybe it was doing the donuts in the mall parking lot. Maybe it was the stupid stories. Maybe it was the stitches in my head from camps that we went to. But I just know this, that God had called me to work with youth. I didn't know how to do it, especially as a college dropout. So Lauren and I, we hit the internet, find a job in Texas. We're like, church, will you hire us? They say, sure. So we go, and we're working at this church. We didn't like it a whole lot. We were there for a year, but we attended a church we really liked on Saturday nights. Big, big church. Then it came up that this big, big church at the end of our, our contract with the other church was looking for someone. And in fact, they were looking for me in the hundreds of applications that they got. I didn't even put in an application at this mega church that I was not qualified for. But the favor God poured on our family as he said, you know what? I know you don't have an MDiv. I know you don't have experience, but I'm going to place you in this church, the favor of God. And my life moving in great ways. And then just most recently, two years ago, got to see the favor of God again in our life, as stupid as we are. Went and said, hey, I know I'm a college dropout. I know I don't have a degree, but man, I really would like to get a degree, especially because we have a church. And God, I want to just be, I want to know the word of God and be able to teach it as, as best as I can. And I need more tools. So we walk to Denver Seminary and say, hey, can we get a master's at, at this place? And the only problem is we don't have a degree. And they're like, one plus one, two, three. No, don't you need an undergrad to get a master's? And God said, no, not in your life, Havens. The favor God pours on it. And they say, full acceptance to Denver Seminary because we see God in you. The favor of God. You see, breathe right now, everyone. 
Let's try that again. The favor of God for a life. He wants to redeem the dead things. He wants to speak into our life. He says, expect great things. My word is coming alive in you and church. Do you accept this? <laughs> Don't you dare walk around weak, church. We have a king that's moving in our life. Don't you dare walk around intimidated, church. Because God is victorious. We sing it here. Do we live it everywhere else? God is victorious. You are powerful. The heavy favor of God is on your life. Okay. We're going to move together as a church right now. So everyone just kind of shake it up a little bit. We're going to move together as a church. And so what I would like uh, you guys to do is if you have a child in Project Kids, if you could quickly and quietly go retrieve them and come back as quick as possible because we have some incredible things that we'd like to do as a church body. And so just go grab your kids, come back. We'll get our volunteers from Project Kids back in here, and we're going to move together. I'm going to ask Jeremy if he would, uh, if you guys will come and, and, and do your awesome song that, that you wrote, and, uh, and then we'll come back up and, and, I'll, and I'll talk again. So why don't everyone, everyone stand, and in a minute I'll come back up here, and, and we'll just continue with what God has for us. Amen. Amen. Okay, you can, you can go ahead and, and have a seat. Um, is Sierra here? I don't know if Sierra made it. She's not here. Okay. Um, what I would love to do right now is we were going to uh, pray over Sierra, who is with crew, and uh, she's going, I think, to California for the summer, and she couldn't make it because of the roads today. So we were going to pray over her and kind of send her out. However, this is what we want to do. I'm still going to invite Josh and Julie Baker to come up, and I would like to invite any college student that uh, you just graduated or you're, you're going on to a new journey in life, wherever it may take you, I would love for you guys to come up here because we want to pray over you as a church. Uh, we want to lay our hands on you and send you out with blessing. Aaron, master, master of accounting. I like that, dude. Brilliant. He actually finished college the way you're supposed to. Uh, and so anyone else college age that you would like to be prayed over today, come on up here. Josh, I'm going to ask you to just pray and Julie, pray over these guys right here and, and just kind of give them your blessing as they move forward. Thank you, guys, Aaron. Thank you. So Josh and Julie are the directors of, of crew on campus. So guys, thank you for pouring into the lives of the people at, on the college level. Thank you very much for that. Uh, now, get your tissues ready. We are, uh, <laughs> we are going to call Katie and Robbie up. <laughs> so Katie and Robbie have been with us uh, from the beginning. And they're about to embark on an incredible journey of going to about a billion countries in a billion years. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't need to see that, sorry. I guess these are all the countries they're going to, I don't really know. World race, 11 countries in 11 years or something. I'm a little jealous of the travels, but they're going to represent Christ and present Christ wherever they go. They're going to experience some pretty hard times. They're going to experience some pretty incredible times. 
So it's with great joy we want to send them out as, as the body of, of Church Project and say blessings to you, God's favor on you. Thank you for showing us what it's like to move forward, to sell everything and to go for it. God may not be calling all of us to do that, or he may, but you're showing us how to move forward, to believe, to accept, to trust it without fear. And it's been cool to be on this journey to see how God has blessed you. And we're excited to hear reports of what he continues to do through your lives. Um, I could pray over you, but I think it's going to be more beneficial. And it's going to mean so much more if we get your house church to pray over you. (laughs) The power of house church, uh, relationships, the tears, the joys, doing life together. So I'm going to ask Bryson's to come up. I'm going to ask anyone part of uh, your house church to come up. And I'm going to ask for just a free-flowing house church. Lay your hands on them. Pray uh, over them and send them out with blessings. So you guys, come on up here. Look at this house church. Guys, thank you very much. Church, if we would, why don't don't we stand? And it's in these moments right here that I just say, are you part of a house church? (laughs) Are you believing and receiving the favor of God in your life when he speaks a word? Are you standing on it, truth, to move and not sit on it? Church, can we worship together in this place? Just say, God, thank you for who you are, how you move in our life. We'll worship through song. You can worship through communion on the back right, remembering what God has done in your life and how he's moved in your life. You can worship by writing prayer requests, by standing with your hands. You can worship by praying with other people. You can worship by coming and praying over Katie and Robbie. You can worship in this place. But I I pray that you see God moving in your life and you move to meet him. Say, God, I accept that. Thank you for who you are. In your name we pray. Amen.